Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks for tuning in today, every Saturday show, which today... This is airing on a Saturday, even if you're not listening to it on a Saturday. This is one of our Saturday shows, and this is where we answer your questions. Most of these come in through the Primal Potential Facebook group, but you could DM me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Anyway, to get me a question, you can send a letter in the mail if you would like. We dive into your questions on Saturdays. And on this particular Saturday, if you are listening to this in real time, hello from the past, This is a special day because today is the last day to register for this summer 12 weeks to transformation. We only open this up three or four times a year. And if you just feel like you're ready to invest in yourself, to do something, to get help, to create change, to stop going through that two steps forward, three steps back process that is exhausting and frustrating, it doesn't have to be so hard then I want you to get in touch with me today. Today is the last day I will be glued to my phone and to my computer. Message me on Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. Find me on Facebook. Message me there. Let's just get you squared away, all right? Um, That's all I will say about that. Little housekeeping note. Um, This might be a surprise to some of you that uh, Sarah, who did the Q&A episodes with me for, gosh, probably about a year has decided to leave the Primal Potential family and pursue other goals and other interests. We love her. Um, Hopefully she'll remain peripherally peripherally part of the Primal Potential family, but uh, you won't be hearing her anymore on these Q&A episodes. So today it is just me, but I'm looking forward to going through the great, great questions that you guys have. So we are doing a giveaway today. We do a giveaway every single Saturday today. This has been a kick for me lately because I'm enjoying it so much, but a box of Energy Plus, one of my favorite beverages in the world, 30 servings to the winner today. Just listen to the end of the show and uh, I will call out the winner and tell you what you need to do to claim your prize. All right, let's get to the questions, shall we? Why do I make easy things so hard for me to do? Whether that's journaling, focusing on a habit, why do I make easy things so hard for me to do? What if it's not that the thing is hard, but that your perspective on it or your thoughts around it make it feel harder? So I got a text the other day um, and it, it really made my day. It was a text from somebody who worked with me, gosh, probably starting like maybe four years ago or so, like a while ago. And then she said, you know, I kind of took two years off, kind of took two years, did my own thing, drifted. And she said, I'm back at it. 
It's been a good month. She lost three and a half inches off her body in one month, which interestingly only equated to about one pound. And I just love to throw that out there because sometimes we think the scale is the be all end all, but that's another rabbit hole. Um, she said, you know, I'm doing the work. She said, I'm on guard against thoughts that this is really hard and it takes a lot of upkeep. So she has these sneaky little thoughts coming into her mind as she's taking great care of herself again, going like, oh, this is hard. This is a lot of work. And she said, but I remind myself that the last two years weren't easier. And I love that because sometimes we tell ourselves it's hard to be consistent going to the gym. It's hard to be consistent sticking to our budget. It's hard to be consistent eating well. But when was the last time you looked at the last period of your life where you feel like you were off the rails or you were not taking care of yourself or your finances weren't in check? How easy was that time? I could still relate when she sent me this text message because I went through that too. I would tell myself that, you know, when I was at my heaviest, which was over 350 pounds, like, it just feels so hard to say no to these things. It feels so hard to win the moment after a stressful day of work. But never once did I say, hey, you know what? It's really freaking hard to be obese. It's really freaking hard to be seriously depressed. All of those things were so hard too. Now, the other thing I want to point out is, and many of you have heard me say this before, when you ask, why do I make easy things so hard? You're asking the wrong question. Think about it like this. Well, before I tell you that, I heard long ago, I read in a book, the suggestion that we should never go to sleep without asking a question for our subconscious mind to work on while we're sleeping, right? Because our mind is always working. It never shuts off, even when we are asleep. And so the, the basic premise of this was like, go to bed with the question, how can I improve my marriage? Go to bed with the question of, how am I going to make tomorrow a good day? Go to, the, go to bed with the question, who can I serve? Who can I help? Who can I make happy? And your mind goes to work on that question overnight. And I always remind myself of that when I have this conversation, when somebody says something like, why do I make easy things so hard? You're asking the wrong question because every question you put out there, whether you've just thought it internally or you've vocalized it or you've written it down, you are asking your brain to go to work figuring that out. So what you've asked your brain to figure out is why you're making it so hard. So therefore, you have asked your brain to prove the problem. You haven't asked your brain to come up with a solution. You haven't asked your brain to make it easier. You've asked your brain to tell you why it's so hard. You're asking the wrong question. I think a better question here is, what could I do to make it easier? What could I do to make it easier? This is one of my biggest tools. At first it started just in business, but honestly now it's rolled over into so many aspects of my life. What could I do to make this easier? And I've shared with you guys that this came up when I was having a conversation with Susie on the Primal Potential team and we were facing a, a challenge that she didn't have a ton of confidence in our ability to do. And I said, okay, what needs to shift about our strategy so that you do have confidence? It would be easier if what? So journaling would be easier if what? Maybe that prompts you with an idea about where to put your journal. Maybe it prompts you with a perspective. If I just told myself I had to do it for one minute instead of thinking I need to sit with it for 20 minutes, right? 
All of those kinds of questions bring us to what we really want as opposed to questions that just bring us back to what we don't want. There's a couple of questions that come in every single week. And honestly, there are a lot of days where they come in every single day. And there are variations on how do I stick to it? How do I stay motivated? If I had a dollar for every single time I saw somebody on the team add to the question queue, how do I stay motivated? How do I stick with it? All of those kinds of things, I, I, I would be a bajillionaire, right? I really would. Jeff Bezos, watch out if somebody decides to pay me for every time I hear those questions. And they're valid questions. I'm not saying don't send those questions. It's a common thing that we want to figure out. How do I stay motivated? Where I want to create a breakthrough with you on this is no longer thinking about motivation or consistency in general, right? When we ask that question, how do I stay motivated? We're talking about like over time. We are talking about uh, in life, you know, for the duration of my weight loss or while I'm getting out of debt. We, we make it so general, the big picture of motivation, the big picture of consistency. And what I want to encourage you to do, again, is get super micro with this. Get super micro with this. If the question is, and one of them was, how do I stick to it? What would it look like to stick to it in the next hour? What would it look like to stick to it today? Most people are struggling because they're not demanding specificity from themselves. They just have this generalized sense of the problem, but they've never gotten very specific about the solution. How do I stay consistent? What does it look like to stay consistent now? I'm recording this, it's 12, 19 p.m. If I was really working on consistency, what would it look like to be consistent between now and 4.30 p.m., right? Because I know that's kind of the next thing that I've got to work out at 4.30 p.m. So between now and 4.30 p.m., what does it look like to be consistent? And then maybe I ask myself that again later after the workout. Okay, between now and when I go to bed, what does it look like to be consistent? How will I practice being consistent? then you have to get specific with your answer. It's not enough to just say, I want to eat better. What does that mean? You want to make a change in the area of consistency? You want to make a change in the area of sticking with it? Get granular. Get so specific about what that means to you and get it into action. Now, in terms of motivation, how do I stay motivated? You don't. You won't. Motivation is a feeling. It's like how you stay happy. You won't. You are going to get angry. You are going to be sad. You are going to be motivated. You are going to feel apathetic. When we, sometimes we forget that motivation is a, a feeling and then we think of it as like a character trait, but it's not. Motivation comes from certain chemical sig signals in the body, right? Dopamine can make us feel more focused. And we don't always have a surge of dopamine going on in our body, or there could be things going on, whether hormonally or with our immune system or with depression or with cortisol and stress and all of those things. For any number of reasons, you might not feel high drive, which we think of as like motivated. You don't have to stay motivated. 
right? I've done so, so much on this. If you have not taken my free motivation masterclass, honestly, if you have a question about motivation, this is totally free. It's all about motivation. Just go to primalpotential.com forward slash masterclass, primalpotential.com forward slash masterclass. Or if you like really, really, really want to get serious about it, sign up for the 12 weeks of transformation because we go into all of that there as well. I'm just much more involved um, in the day-to-day, in the coaching, in the in the support, in the structure, all of that kind of stuff. But honestly, any question about motivation, that masterclass, we don't have to feel motivated. You can make the choice and not be in the mood for it. Let's work on, let's practice separating the choices we make from the feelings we feel because the feelings are going to come and go. And for as long as we let the emotional state, the feeling dictate what we do, we can't be consistent because our emotions won't be consistent. We will have angry days, sad days, frustrated moments, all of the above. Every single moment that you go through is an opportunity to practice keeping the feeling, the emotion separate from the choice that you make. And again, in the Motivation Masterclass, we go through all of that. All right, this next question says, I am an African-American female in my 50s, and I desire to help African-American women change their mindset and outlook towards health despite the obstacles and setbacks. How do I go about starting to impact my community? You know, it's so funny that this question came in on this day because tonight I'm actually doing a training on influence with my network marketing team. And... um, This is really what this question is all about. How do I go about starting to impact my community? Well, you have to have influence. You have to have influence. And there's, I mean, I could do, maybe I should do an entire episode on that. I don't know how many people are interested in influence, but I am. So I'll I'll just give you the highlight. I mean, this is going to be a few hour training. Well, no, it won't be a few hours. Nothing I do is really a few hours. Um, But this will be at least a one hour training and there will probably be follow-ups to it. Um, But to summarize, First and foremost, be curious about them. Genuinely, genuinely. Creating an impact is never, it never starts as this generalized thing. It always starts with an individual, right? And that individual is not just you, the person who asked this question. Really look to be curious about people. You have to understand what it is that they want. You know, when you talk about obstacles and setbacks, it's not enough to just have a general sense or your perspective on obstacles and setbacks. If you want to influence your community, get to know the specific obstacles and setbacks of someone you want to help and then somebody else that you want to help and then somebody else that you want to help. What are their obstacles? What are their setbacks? What is it that they want to do? And do you have the skill sets to help with that? And if you don't, who does? And can you connect with them? Influence is never just about you. Influence is going to be mostly about the people you want to help, and it's going to be about the people you need to know and connect with and network with who can help the people that you want to serve. Be curious about your environment. Be curious about the people you want to serve. Be curious about their lives. Be curious about business, right? Be curious about communication skills. All of that is required for making uh, an impact. Be consistent. If you are quiet, you cannot lead. It is impossible to have influence if you are not consistently showing up. You can't be a fly-by-night and make an impact. 
you have to be consistent. So whatever that means, if that's being consistent on social media, if that's starting a podcast, if that is consistently getting out and talking to somebody that you serve every single day, no matter what, you must be consistent and you must build relationships. You have to make people love being around you. And this one's easy. Even if you think it's hard, we do that by being genuinely interested in them. And again, I could go on and on and on about this, but the last thing I'll say is listen more than you do anything else, right? Because if you try to convince them of some solution, if that's your big priority, like convince them that they need this tool more than you listen to them, more than you try to understand them, and you won't be able to connect with them. But those are just a few ways to get started. All right, the next question says, how do I battle the effort moments, you know, effort moments, screw it, who cares, without constant cheering from others? So how do you battle those moments where you're like, who cares, without people constantly cheering you on? I think that so much of this has to do with being honest with yourself. Because I've told myself a lot, you know what, I don't even care. It doesn't even matter. I don't want to deal with this. It was never true. It was never true. And I've yet to meet somebody who really, really wants to change their life, whether they really, really, really want to be financially free or they really, really, really want to be healthy and fit. I've never met anybody who really wants that and then means it when they say, I don't even care, F it. They're just not being honest with themselves, right? They are looking at an emotional corner of the truth and not the full story. So I ask myself questions like, what else is true? The other big piece of this is community. I don't think any of us need the constant cheering from others, but do we have people to turn to when we say, screw it, people who get it? And this is one of the reasons that I personally find the 12 weeks and the master's club so freaking helpful because when I go to them and say, you know what, I just don't even care. Like, why not eat pancakes? Why not? You know, this is, this is actually very real. So I don't use the scale very often, but, um, Maybe like a month postpartum, I got on the scale just to kind of like know where I was. I knew obviously that it would be up um, for a number of reasons and uh, like up from pre-pregnancy weight, of course. And it, it was just data. And then for three or four weeks, I was so good walking five miles every day, going to CrossFit, eating really clean, like way cleaner than what was normal during pregnancy. And I got back on the scale you know, three or four weeks later, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to feel so good. I'm going to be down 10 pounds. I was down two pounds. And in that moment, I was like, seriously? But then I asked myself, okay, so how many different ways can I see this? One way is, oh my gosh, I'm so disappointed. I thought it would have been like more significant than this. Um, another way to think of it is like, what's the point of even trying? Another way to think of it is like, that's that's a couple pounds that I lost and I wasn't really paying attention day to day to, to the results. Another way to look at it is, you know what, maybe if I was checking my measurements once a week, I might have known. The, another way to think of it is I didn't check my measurements. So, you know, to go back to, I started this sharing that one of my former clients had reached out to me and she had lost three and a half inches in a month, but it only equated to one pound on the scale. 
maybe I lost six inches. I know I lost inches because there were shirts that didn't fit when I was pregnant that fit now, not just because of my belly. They didn't fit in my arms and now they fit in my arms. So, you know, I don't have all the data. That's another way to think about it. Another way to think about it is super proud of myself. I'm going through hell and I'm taking good care of myself. And that's really what it's all about, independent of the numbers on the scale. There's so many different ways to think about it. So when you have those moments where you're like, screw it, well, what are 10 different ways I could think about it? What else is true? Put yourself in an environment where you can turn to other people like I do regularly with folks that are in the 12 Weeks to Transformation in the Master's Club, like they do regularly and say, hey, I'm having an effort moment. Like, I really feel like I don't care. And let them, it's not, they're not cheering you on. They're sharing with you how they navigate those moments. So much of our success comes from who we surround ourselves with. And only part of it comes from what we actually do. Who we surround ourselves with. Like, look, if you surround yourself with people who are eating well and making time to work out, you are way more likely to eat well and work out. If you surround yourself with people who get up early or who read every day, you are way more likely to get up early or read every day. If you surround yourself with people who are really trying to make great strides with their finances, you are more likely to do that too. So the environment piece is a huge part of it. All right, um, this next question says, how do I not think about things I need to eat 24-7? Eating should not be that complicated. Well, just because you're thinking about it 24-7 doesn't mean it's complicated. You might just be creating more complexity than is necessary. So with this one, if you're thinking 24-7 about food, what should I eat? What shouldn't I eat? What am I going to eat next? I should have had this and I didn't do that and this would have been better and blah, blah, blah. You're thinking about yourself too much. And that's not a criticism because I've done it too. I spent years where every day was like, do I look bigger today than I did yesterday? Do I look fat in these pants? What am I going to have for lunch? I really want a donut. I shouldn't have a donut. Maybe I'll have ice cream tomorrow, but today I'm going to be good constantly. But what I wasn't doing was thinking that much about other people. I mean, sure, I thought about my spouse at the time. I was married at the time. And sure, I thought about my mom and I thought about my coworkers and blah, blah, blah. But what I would say to you is remove yourself from the center of the story. Who can you serve? Who can you help? How can you make your life about way more than you? And when you start to make your life about making a difference in the ways you can in the lives of others, this doesn't require volunteering every day. But if you set out and say, you know what? I want to bring something positive into five people's lives today. Or I know somebody who's having a hard time and how can I show up for them today? Or you think about somebody at work who's struggling with the project and you know I've kind of been spending a few hours here and there during the day on Facebook and Instagram or checking my personal email. I'm going to go and see if I can help that person. As you make your life about more than you, then you, you of course won't spend your time obsessing about food because you've conditioned yourself to realize that it's about so much more, so much more. And then of course to go practical, because I don't just want to go sort of more theoretical, but practically speaking, make a plan and stick to it. Just make a plan and stick to it. 
And just, it doesn't mean that you have to do that for every single day and, oh, easier said than done. If I could do that, then I wouldn't be listening to your podcast, right? Just for today, just for the next four hours, I'm going to have this at this time and I'm going to have that at that time. And anytime I think about food, it's just a reminder like, yeah, I've got it scheduled. I'm going to have this at this time and I'm going to have that at that time. It's a practice. But the reality is right now what you are practicing is thinking about food at 24-7. And so that's your experience because that's your practice. So how can we create a different practice? Maybe part of the different practice is putting other people ahead of yourself and not getting entirely self-absorbed. And I don't mean to like push buttons or ruffle feathers when I say that, but I really think it's true. And another part of that might be just creating a simple plan and sticking to it. All right, this next question says, why do I allow myself excuses so easily when I don't treat others like that? I think you're asking the wrong question because you've now asked your brain to go to work proving reasons why you allow yourself to make excuses. It goes back to what I said earlier about going a mile deep on the problem instead of going a mile deep on the solution. I think I said this in this episode. I might have said it on my last phone call, but either way, you're going back to the problem. Your question is about the problem. Your focus is on the problem. What would it look like to focus on the solution? What can I do today to keep a promise I've made to myself? What promise can I make today that I know I will absolutely keep? I had a call last week with a client who was in this boat and she said, you know, I've got these great intentions, but I kind of let myself off the hook. And I said, okay, she's in the 12 weeks to transformation. So we do things like this. If somebody's struggling, I said, all right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to tell me right now, what is a promise that you can make and keep today? specifically. And she gave me that very specific thing. And I said, okay, here's what I want you to do tonight before you go to bed or first thing in the morning when you wake up tomorrow, email me, tell me if you kept the promise or not and commit to a new promise for the next day. And so we did that again. I don't do this with everybody, but I absolutely will do this with folks in the 12 weeks if they're struggling. And we went five or six days. This is the promise I've made. This is the promise I will keep today. And sometimes it's about building that momentum. But the only place that momentum comes from is your focus on the solution. If your focus is on the problem, why do I do this thing I don't want to do? Your energy is going in the wrong direction. So give it to the solution, not to the problem. All right, guys, before we go, um, I am going to announce today's winner. So don't check out just yet. Uh, We'll be giving away... A special prize as we do every single Saturday, free, no strings attached. Um, but before we do, I just want to say a couple things about the 12 weeks to transformation because today is the last day to register. So especially if you're new to the show, the whole reason that the 12 weeks to transformation exists is because I don't want people to feel like they're the thing in the way. I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. I get myself all geared up, but then I quit. And that was my life for so long. And it's what I hear from so many of my clients. It's not that they don't know what to do. It's that they keep getting in the way with the excuses. But then when we talk about like, well, how do we get out of the way? Most people feel like, I don't know. All of these questions are about that, with the exception of the one about influence. 
how do I get out of my own way? How do I let my obsessive thoughts or my past pattern keep me from creating the life or the success that I want? And what happens is people spend years struggling with this thing that they could have knocked out if they had the right tools in so much less time. Some people spend their whole lives doing that. And what I realized is there's a small subset of tools that when we know these tools, and more importantly, when we practice these tools, we won't get in our way. We just won't get in our way. We'll recognize maybe the tendency or the pattern because we've been doing it for so long, but now we have the tools to make a shift. What I realized is that I struggled for so long because I thought that the answer was in another plan or another program, whether it was related to food or weight or fitness or money. And I jumped from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And like every month I was starting something new and sometimes more often than that. But the same excuses and the same exceptions were following me everywhere. And I just decided that that's what I wanted my work to be about was getting to a place where those excuses and those exceptions do not reign anymore. They are not in charge anymore. And that's what we do in the 12 weeks. And I'll tell you kind of how we do that. First, when you register, we send an identity journal out in the mail to you, okay? And that identity journal is a guided process for increasing your awareness because a lot of this stuff, you're doing it and you don't even know that you're doing it. You're focusing on the problem or you're reinforcing the past and you don't even know that you're doing it. So we have a very specific tool to help you with that on a day-to-day -day basis. We send that out in the mail to you. Then every week, we have one challenge. The challenge is explained in a video and examples are given and it's one thing that we focus on. We're not focused on two or 12 or 42 different things in a week. Nope, we're focused on one. It is one concept that we are going to practice every day. It's not added to your life. It is incorporated into your life. Because if this is something that, like in addition to your job and in addition to taking your kids, you also need to spend an hour a day working on this. No, it's not that at all. We incorporate it into the things you're already doing, the practice happens in the scope of your daily life while you're at work, while you're cooking dinner, while you're at the gym, all of those things. Because if we just attack it on, then the first thing that's going to go when you get stressed or you don't have time is that thing you just tacked on to the end, right? So um, this is something that is incorporated into your life as you live it. So you don't need to have free time or extra time or anything like that. Okay. So there's those weekly challenges. Then every single day, there's a coaching audio message that goes to you that reinforces the challenge. I just re-recorded all the daily coaching audios for the 12 weeks to transformation to make sure that every single day they reinforce the practice of that week's challenge. This helps prevent drifting and becoming disengaged and quitting and all of that because every day, no matter what happened yesterday or what happened an hour ago, we're coming back to this message of practice based on this week's challenge. Then every week, we have a coaching webinar where this is your time. Hey, I'm struggling with this. This is my question. I'm having a hard time with XYZ. I need ideas for these kinds of moments or this thing that's happening. And I stay on until every single question is answered. And what most people find is that the most powerful things they take away from the 12 weeks are actually from these conversations 
from somebody else's question, from somebody else's challenge. And the relationships that are formed are a huge part of it, right? We've got a private Facebook group and a bunch of other stuff um, that really allows you to connect with people who are doing similar things. And that support is really, really valuable. So as I mentioned, today is the last day to join. We only open this up three or four times a year. It starts on June 21st. So if you want to dive in and get started and we get your identity journal out in the mail to you ASAP, go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. All right, let's do the giveaway, a box of energy plus my favorite, favorite, favorite. The flavor is matcha pomegranate lime is going to, drumroll please, at dehots, D-A-H-O-T-S. That is the Instagram handle. D-A-H-O-T-S-U-1 email. Okay, this is the change. Remember, because I said Sarah's not with us anymore. I mean, she's with us, but she's not on the Primal Potential team anymore. She's pursuing other things. Christopher at primalpotential.com. Yes, my Chris is helping with mailing these things out. Christopher, traditional spelling, at primalpotential.com. You have 60 days to claim your prize. Just email him and let him know you were the winner for today's episode, which is 773 Christopher at primalpotential.com. Um, and uh, you've got 60 days to claim your prize at Dahots, D-A-H-O-T-S. You can enter to win. We give something away every single Saturday. It's totally free no matter where you live in the world. All you have to do is share an episode that you've loved or listened to or a lesson that you've learned on Instagram or Facebook. Just make sure to tag me so that I see it. Um, or you can leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, or you can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon. All of those ways to win. All right, everybody, have an amazing day. I hope I get the opportunity to work with you much more closely this summer to get to know you, to help you reach your goals. We'll see you then, or we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.